Welcome back to another episode of P for Podcast. I have Megan, and more importantly, we have Darcy in here, a tiny, precious puppy with a fat belly. Darcy, welcome. She doesn't have anything to say. She is speechless. (laughs) She is really wanting to know what the microphone is, though. (laughs) So you're probably going to hear her. Sorry, friends. You're welcome, actually. Yeah, she's eight weeks old. She needs to be watched. (laughs) She is a perfect baby. We love her. More than words can say. Um, we're here to talk about the fours, and we don't know Darcy's Enneagram type. Do you but... know yet? Are you have you taken the test? Have you read the book? Are you four? Mm, like your mama? Are you four? Probably not. <laughs> okay. Um, so let's talk about the fours. Who are the fours, Megan? Um, the fours are called the individualist. And let me just say that it was really hard for me to write about this type, even though I am this type. Like it was really difficult. Yeah. Um, so their basic fear is that they have no identity or personal significance, which I feel hardcore. (laughs) Um, their basic desire is to find themselves and their significance or to create identity, um, to have value and significance in something. Um, and then their deadly sin is envy. So not envy of like, oh, I'm envious because she has these nicer shoes. Like it's not jealousy. Um, it's envy of the people around them that seem to have like a sense of normalcy of happiness of like comfort in their life um with the fours they kind of feel like they're everyone is a puzzle and everybody else is a complete puzzle and god just kind of missed a piece for the fours interesting um which i 100 percent feel um and so they're envious of all the people that seem like they have the puzzle piece together Um, So they could be envious of people that are in college and they can't go to college or that have the job that they want or that are engaged and they're not engaged, which is normal, um, but it's just kind of a little bit different because they feel like that is not for them. Like they feel Mm -hmm. like they're not, they they are missing the piece that that comes with having those things. Okay. So. So different. Is it kind of like a consistent self-discovery journey? Like you're trying to figure out what that piece is? Yes. We are very self-contemplative and also very (laughs) self-deprecating. That, yes. Knowing what I know about Megan, she loves to self-deprecate. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about healthy versus unhealthy fours. Okay. So healthy fours have a huge emotional range. Um, they don't have to speak or act on every feeling. Um, so if you are a average or unhealthy for every feeling that you have, you have to have an action to go with it. Um, so if I'm feeling sad, I have to cry. Or if I'm feeling like mad, I have to say something. Um, if you are not in a very healthy place, um, I also have previously listened to an episode about an Enneagram um, and the person that was talking they were talking to a seven and they were a four um, and the seven was talking about how she listens to sad music to like mellow her out and calm her down and she listed some of the music that she listened to to mellow her out and the four in the podcast was like I would be drinking liquor in a bathtub (laughs) if I listened to that music and I was like I 100% relate to that um just because we love to feel all of the feels. Like, we love it. Um, and we love those, like, darker emotions. The melancholy yeah. emotions. Uh-huh. So. Okay. Yeah. 
The average fours, they struggle with accepting themselves as they are. Um, They seek their identity by exaggerating uniqueness and their melancholy goes unchecked, which can cause distance between them and others because they're just very melancholy at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, They are moody and melodramatic and self-pitying. And boy, do I find myself in this stage a lot more than I should. (laughs) Um, oh, and I missed some stuff about the healthy fours. The healthy fours, so the fours goal is to find value in themselves and to have mm-hmm. value. And that's how they're going to be loved is to have value. Um, a healthy four does not need to seek that because they know that they have unconditional love from God. Um, so that is a big shift in their personality. Yeah. Um, and they are also really creative and connected and just like really attuned to beauty. Um, I do find myself in the realm of healthy fours a lot yeah and I do feel that creative but I and talking to Imani in a little bit you're gonna see a huge difference between us and my I've mentioned this my other four friends were all super different I love that yeah I love that yep you're creative though I am but it's in a different way like I'm just now stepping into like the art side of creative and that's Uh not that that's the only creative side um like I'm creative in the sense of like when I walk into a speech room, I can like think of an activity to do at the drop of a hat. Like, yeah, um, that's my creativity more so. It's my dominant side. Okay. Um, the unhealthy fours, which I can also see myself doing these things, which is just oh, um, <laughs> they are manipulative and they play the role of the victim. Boy, when I am unhealthy, do I victimize? Um, it is really hard for me to see in that moment but in hindsight I'm like man I played the victim so hard Mm -hmm. um and that's a really hard manipulation tactic and I really do not like that I do that um and I'm sure anyone else that I know that is aware of that is also not a fan of that um I mean really any type of manipulation is not great um that one to me just has a heavier weight on it um they find themselves lacking when comparing themselves to others. So those that missing puzzle piece, um, they feel a lot of shame because they're unable to connect to parts of themselves that have a positive view of themselves. Mm. Um, so they are only seeing the negatives of themselves. It's very self-deprecating. Um, and it's also like self, like they are completely like debased from themselves. Um, so they are just really having trouble connecting to any side of positiveness. Interesting. Positive, positivity. Positiveness. I is like not positiveness. Word. Positiveness. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Wow. I feel like there's a subtle difference in all of those. Like it's not drastic. Like maybe the eights are. Yes, it's really not drastic, and I think that's because like the fours are so in their emotions, and that's all very internal. Um, do they wear their heart on their sleeve? Heck yes. Like, you <laughs> you can tell how I feel pretty yes. much at all times. Yes. Um, That's probably why we're friends, because I can read you like a book. Yes, I am. And I, and I think, so this is the funny thing. So the fours like to play hide and seek. They think that they have, cl- they have covered themselves, and they are coy, and they're secretive, and we <laughs> play hard to get about finding information. And I, I still, I know all of this stuff about myself, and I'm like, people don't know me and then people are like Megan this is what you did and I was like I don't know how you figured that out you must have cheated like you wear a neon sign yeah I'm like I literally wear a neon sign um but I think that I'm very secretive and that I'm very hidden and that I'm just like 
oh, I'm keeping all my emotions in check. No, I'm not. <laughs> That's like, so funny. I mean, I, I do have the ability to filter through my emotions now, but I still have that mindset of, like, I'm secretive and I can be coy and, like, I can be, like, hard to get, not in a romantic sense, but just, like, with anyone. I'm like, I'm going to put up these walls, but I'll take down these walls. Um, no, all of, everyone knows everything about me. I am a completely open book, but I think I'm not an open book. That's hilarious, because it's very true. It's so true. It's so funny. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about, uh, stress points and healthy points. So, where do fours go when they're stressed? To the type two. Yes, they do. Yes. Yes, they do. They try to help people to find value. Yep. It's rough. (laughs) It's rough. Um, they go to the type one in health, so they're able to filter through their emotions and begin doing things for the sake of doing things for good. Not that they aren't doing things for good. Are you trying to scratch me? I'm taking pictures of Darcy during this conversation, just FYI. She's waking out. Um. Come here, baby. You want to come see me? And... I'm sorry, the dog just distracted me. Ha! Stress points. Stress points and healthy points. Um, The type ones, they are looking towards that, like, doing things for the good of everyone. Um, Not the perfect things, but they're doing things with the intention of making it beautiful. Okay. Um, Which is what the fours do, is they really make things beautiful on the emotional side. They really do. Um, They're just able to separate from those emotions a little bit more and be a little bit more objective like the ones. Yes. Yes. Okay. So what do fours bring to the table? They are the perfect person to go to when you are struggling. They love those like melancholy, dark emotions. They're perfectly comfortable with them. Other people shy away from those things. Um, And just a touch point of melancholy does not mean that fours are depressed right um there they might seem that way um but really like i any any four is really just comfortable sitting in those dark emotions um so they are the perfect person like if you just need to go cry yes and and no you don't need someone to talk to you just need and if you want to talk to them they will talk to you but if you just need someone to sit with you and sit in those emotions they will 100 percent sit with you um so they have the ability to just sit in those darker scarier feelings um and they also just have a really natural ability to find, like, the beauty in the world. Yes. Um, I think I mentioned this one time at the beginning of the Enneagram series um, that a lot of the fours that I know or fours that I've listened to on podcasts or anything, they are, like, the people that, like, could look at the sky and be like, I see all of these different things in the sky, in the clouds. Like, I can make shapes out of the clouds. And they just see, like, the beauty of God's, like what god's design was at all times me however i look at the sky and i'm like it's blue with white clouds (laughs) um that's a little bit different but they just have an amazing ability to like see god's creation and what god is doing in lives as absolutely beautiful even if it's Mm -hmm. hard to -hmm. feel um it's just really it's it's great that's the side i like about myself (laughs) i would absolutely agree with that Megan has always been my deep intentional conversation friend. We did this a couple nights ago. I literally called her crying. It was just like, I need you to pray with me. And she stopped. And we talked on the phone for almost two hours. Yep. 
on a weeknight. Yep. And she had work the next day, but she knew that she was needed. And Megan's the best listener of all of my friends. She just like, she's going to cry. She just sits there and she lets you talk and she doesn't judge you. She just listens and then helps you like process what you're feeling because she feels it too. It's just like, so for your fours that are your friends, really recognize that about them. Um, and if you are for, thank you for that. Thank you for that beauty and that listening ear that people like myself don't like to ask for, but you know we need it, and so you give it to us. So that's that's my uh, soapbox. There you go. That's the force. <laughs> the force. You just complimented me, and I was like, oh, compliments. Ugh. She did cringe and start playing Ugh. with the dog to hide away from it. Um, okay, well, let's bring Amani in. Let's talk to I'm Imani. so excited. I'm so excited. We've been trying to get her on the podcast for forever, let's so do let's it. do it. And I have been DMing. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all are Instagram friends. Yes. We are. We're like Instagram pen pals. Yes. And we're in person now and Yay. can't be stopped. Yeah. So welcome uh, a fellow four with Megan. Yes. What's fours up? Unite. We got the fours in the room. So I'm going to be interviewing Megan and Amani the way Megan did for me and Anna for the twos. So let's get right to it. You don't have to answer the interview intro questions though. Oh, good. I know. I didn't think of anything I collected. Yeah. (laughs) We know. It's plants. You plant lady. It's plants. (laughs) Um, Amani, tell us about yourself. What do you do? What do you collect? Hi. Um, So, my name's Amani, and I am a makeup artist and also an esthetician. Um, and I definitely collect Minnie Mouse ears. Yes. I'm a huge Disney fan. Love Minnie Mouse ears. I want the Halloween ones that are coming out soon. How many pairs do you think you have? I have about eight or nine right now. That's good. But honestly. again, those Halloween ones about to add like three, four more. <laughs> yes, girl. <laughs> we just need to be able to go back to Disney. Exactly. Oh, seriously. Exactly. Oh, hello, ma'am. Darcy's exploring. We're trying to have an escape artist over here FYI. on the podcast. Wait, we're escaping. I know. <laughs> oh, I love you. Um, back to Imani. Sorry, Darcy. We're not interviewing you for this. You're also important, Darcy. <laughs> okay, so what got you into the Minnie Mouse years? Into the Minnie Mouse years? Yes. Okay, so I am definitely, <laughs> my friends and I joke around about this. You know how you have, like, Disney fans? Yes. Me, my family, and I are Disney royalty. We I go through a whole different level. of that. Of, like, Disney fan okay. levels. And um, it's practically a home away from home. Uh, we were just there in February, actually. Good timing. Oh, last minute. L- literally last minute. And it was a whole family trip. There were like 16 of us. We're oh, the wow. family that shows up in matching t-shirts. Yes, yes, yes. It's yes. like, always been what I wanted to do. My family is not like that. Oh, that's it's so us. <laughs> I have a Baymax shirt that has my name on it. That's cute. Um, but yeah, no, I guess it's been fun because every time we go, I get a new pair. Uh-huh. Um, Maybe maybe two pairs, but uh, yeah, as you should. Yeah, every time should. I go, it like it's like a memorable kind of souvenir that I bring back, and each ear has different memories from every trip. That's so sweet. Yeah. Okay, so what's your favorite park at Disney? Ooh, 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 that's hard. Um, 
Growing up, believe it or not, I was an Epcot fan. I love Epcot. Epcot is epic. And I've never actually been over the age of 21. Mm -hmm. So I've never even gotten a drink at Epcot. Oh, I, I loved Epcot as a kid. I still love it now. I think with all of the the newness that has been um, in Disney World over the past few years. Yeah. Thank you to Bob Iger. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, Animal Kingdom is becoming a favorite of mine. Okay. Because you have Pandora. Yes. You have Stunning. Finding Nemo the Musical, which is adorable. <laughs> and you have really good food. Yeah. So it's, it's becoming a favorite. So I think Epcot and Animal Kingdom is neck and neck right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Mm-hmm. So World versus Land. World versus Land. Ooh. Okay. World, land. I've only been to World. So. If you're just comparing, like the castle experience, uh-huh. I think the castle and World is better. But if I was just doing Magic Kingdom versus Disneyland, I'd choose Disneyland. Okay. I would. It's okay. the OG. There's a couple of yeah. extra rides there, um, but yeah. If it's whole experience, Disney World. But if it's just Magic Kingdom versus Disneyland itself, not California Adventure, choose. Disneyland. Okay. I'm telling you, I'm a nerd. Well, there you have it. From the mouth of a pro Disneyer. (laughs) Disney royalty in the room, ladies and gents. Okay, if you could be any Disney princess, who would you be? Oh my goodness. I would... I would be Moana. Yes. But I feel like I'm more like... (laughs) Do y'all remember Bugs Life? Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm more like Dot. (laughs) But I... I'd love to what be a Moana. Four to just pick a random princess well, yeah. from that's Bugs a whole life. vibe. She's a movie though. people wouldn't remember. She's got freckles. I've got freckles. She's I feel so like cute. I'm Dot. That is an underappreciated movie. It is. It's it very is underappreciated. Like a true four. <laughs> yeah, I pick a mainstream one. Yeah. Who's your Disney princess? Oh, Belle for sure. Mm. That's my sister. I have wanted to be Belle my whole life. Mm-hmm. I think my sorry to my 29 year old sister. I'm pretty sure she cried when she met Belle at the last <laughs> Disney trip when. She I was, cried like, at the live action movie. Yeah, it's just so like there's just something about it. Like I've always been a Minnie Mouse fan my whole life. Yeah, like so when I was little, I had a princess room. It was light pink. My dad stenciled a Minnie Mouse on my wall, and they kept oh. it on the wall for probably like Kev. over ten years. They so left it, even cute. when they painted the room brown. There's just this pink <laughs> spot on the wall, and when I met Minnie, we went in like what 2018, I think. I got emotional. I'm like, this is my mm-hmm. girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she doesn't even know it, but this yeah. is your best friend. That like, was like, yes. Uh, I went to um, Harry Potter World in 2017, and yes. I literally, I cried walking into uh, Diagon Alley, one, oh, because yeah. I was so emotional, two, you wouldn't think, but Leaky Cauldron smells awful, and they keep the doors open because it's just a bunch of fish. <laughs> and so I was like, my eyes are watering because it smells terrible. Yeah. But also, this is very emotional. It's I amazing. can see Gringotts. So we went at Christmas time. Seeing Hogwarts mm. at Christmas, my sister cried and my mom I would cried. Totally cry. And they had this beautiful light show on the castle. Oh my gosh. Well, they're they already have the just, fake snow okay. on top of yes, all of the mountains. There just aren't and everything. words. Sorry, uh-huh. everybody. The podcast is over. We're leaving. We're driving to Orlando. <laughs> yep. We're going to put yes. our masks on and we're going to go ride some rides. Yeah, because yes. they have new ones now. This is now a Disney podcast. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have my wand. <laughs> my wand is over there. Yeah, same. It's an, I think she, it's a thick, it's, it's in my closet. I have ears for everybody. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Because yes. my ears are really too tight for me. I, I think they're children's ears. ears. <laughs> that's okay. Well, we're all children at heart. Yes. Yeah, that's we why are. we love Disney. <laughs> okay, but let's talk about the Enneagram. 
I know our second favorite thing. Our yes. second favorite thing is the Enneagram. Close so, um, we know how Megan discovered her type. Tell us, Imani, how did you discover your type? <laughs> I hate admitting this. <laughs> um, my mother, because I, so my mom is also in education. And I know y'all were saying a lot of people that are interested in the Enneagram are in education in some way. Yes. That is my mother. Amazing. And um, she has been telling me about this for years. And she's like, Moni, you need to check it out. See what you are. And of course, if it comes from your parents, you don't care. Oh, no. And so I was like, Mom, no, like, it's not cool. You know, whatever. <laughs> and then the second my friends tell me about it, I'm like, this is oh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, this it. sounds great. Yeah. And then I found my number and I go back and I tell my mom, I'm like, have you heard of the Enneagram? She's like, Imani. This is a <laughs> I've been sick telling joke. you that for forever. So now we just peacefully coexist and talk about the Enneagram all the time. Love that. Uh, that's yeah. amazing. Remind me what your mom is. My mom is a two. Oh, that's what I thought. My okay. girl. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, two wing three. So she's a two wing three. I'm a four wing three. So we okay. meet. We're the same wing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So how did you feel when you discovered your four? I felt very much understood. I felt very, like... Seen? Very much so. I felt very seen. I felt very validated. I felt like, oh, this makes so much sense as to, like, why I am the way that I am. Mm -hmm. And then um, I heard, like, you understand more about your wing because that's the part where... Or that's one of the parts where you don't want to admit your number. And so I was learning more about the wing and I was like, oh man, I do have these tendencies. And that's when it set in like, oh, I don't want to be this number. Yeah. So, um, but my initial response was, I was, I was very happy actually. Opposite of Megan. Wow. Yeah. Opposite of Megan. (laughs) Okay. You're like, I'm not here for it. I was over here like, this person sucks. She made a bonfire with that book. I was pissed. (laughs) And I resisted for a very long time. Like I was like, no, I'm an I'm I'm a seven. It's not or it. I'm an eight. It's like, not it. It's not that's not right. Yeah. Like, incorrect. Incorrect. <laughs> incorrect. And as soon as Megan described the four, I was like, Oh yeah, Megan, that's totally <laughs> you. <laughs> Which then I was mad because I was like, You don't know me. And I'm like, I'm I can't run from it. <laughs> like I literally know you better than you know yourself. Yep. <laughs> I think I'm an enigma, but I'm not at all. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> and that's okay. We love our fours. Okay, so let's let's talk conflict. Mm. How do you react to conflict? Uh, I run from conflict. <laughs> I run so fast. Um, it kind of it it does depend on my like level of relationship with sure, you. Sure, that makes sense. If I'm if I'm really close to you, and if I've let those very guarded four walls down, mm-hmm. um, then I try to be as preventative as possible. Okay. So um, I try to, like, if I notice, if I if I said something that might have offended somebody or if I didn't, you know, if, if I didn't follow up with someone or if, if there's an area where it was, you know, my fault, I try to reach out first mm. and say, like, hey, like, you know, I missed the ball in this area. Are we okay? You know, kind of yeah. thing. But if you, just being honest, if I feel like my energy has been drained by you recently, uh-huh. or if I just don't know you that well, sure. then I just... I run. I run from conflict. Yeah. For sure. It's like at that point, you don't want to, you don't really feel like checking in. Your cup is empty. So I kind of just, I'm like, I'm I'm sorry. Oh, 100%. Yeah. (laughs) Megan, what do you do? 
So I also really try to avoid conflict. I really don't want to have to deal with it. In a work environment, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. And that's really funny because in a work environment, like you could have, I could have conflict and I do not back down mm-hmm. at all. Um, it's completely different in any other relationship I have. Um, anything where I'm like, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Um, but I also, like, am like, I'm sorry, I did not mean to do that. But I also have a really intense emotional reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, if it's something that I'm angry about, I just have found, like, I cannot immediately say something. Because yes. I am so angry. Yes. And I don't like to be angry, mm-hmm. but I... I mean, I could imagine so many things I could say, mm-hmm. and oh man, are they harsh sometimes? Um, yeah. So I just have to, I just have to check myself. Um, so I know when I am in a place where someone has wronged me, I just always have to, I always have to wait a while to get mm-hmm. that emotion in check. I feel so understood right now because, like, <laughs> in my running. I, I tell myself it's because I need to process. Like, I tell mm-hmm. myself, like, I'm like, okay, I need to think about it from my perspective. And I also have to think about, like, okay, am I mad at you because of what you just told me? Or am I mad at you because you made me angry last year, you know? Mm-hmm. And I have to Ooh, think yes. about, like, wow. what is the issue right now, though? Because we can't do anything about what happened last year. But uh-huh. why am I angry right now? But then my problem is I think about it for too long and then the moment passes. But, um... Again, if it's someone I'm super close to, then I try to I try to circle back eventually. It just it takes me a minute to confront conflict. Okay. I, I won't lie. It takes me a little while, but yeah. Yeah, I don't really I don't really see myself as someone that holds a grudge, but I don't forget things easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's too because we have such an emotional connection to things that it's like it's hard for us to forget the hurt that's associated with yes. that scenario. And so, like, I find I have a really hard time, again, not forgiving people because I can understand, like, you're just doing the best you can with what you've got. Exactly. But I already have such, like, a protective barrier around my heart and my well-being and, like, my mental health and everything that if you've if you've hurt that wall in some in some way... I remember you as like being painful or being yes. a hurtful mm. experience. Yeah. And it's hard for me to forget that even if someone's trying to do, you know, make things a little bit better, but it's it's hard because like I know you want to make things better, but yeah. Last time it 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 hurt, you know? It's hard for me to yeah. forget that. Yes, and I can really like people talk about a lot of like if you're not going to remember what was said you're going to remember how you felt and mm-hmm. they always talk about it in a positive context of like you're not going to remember like what someone said to you when they proposed and what you were wearing oh, oh i'm so goodness. sorry darcy you just and you remember that you yeah. want to get out and that's how you, you want to get out of the bed um she's being constrained right now and she's wanting to play um like you're not gonna remember what you wore to your first day of school, but you're gonna remember how you felt, and that's always in a positive way. But on the fours, we can remember how we felt in negative conflict, mm-hmm. and so it's not to like hold that against us, against them. We're just like this was a time that I was hurt, and that emotion comes rolling back around, mm-hmm. um, and so it's really hard for us to separate it because we might not be feeling the exact same way that time, but we still like have that emotion in our 
like we are still feeling Memory. that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like when you walk into a place and you smell something that reminds you of something and you're like, I know I'm just taken back to this moment. Yeah. Um, well, it's the whole hand on the stove thing, you know? Yeah. It's like if you, we very much remember if you were the hot stove or if you put us near the hot stove. And so we just like, it's almost like a survival tactic kind yeah. of wow. thing, yeah. which you know, there's pros and cons to that because yeah. if someone's generally trying to make things better, it makes it that much harder. But it is very much, I think, a way that we protect ourselves is it's like, ooh, you, you put me near the, the hot stove before. I don't yes. want to be near there again. I am much more aware of things after. Like, it's like it's speaking in the sense of like red flags. If mm. I've noticed a red flag, I am much more aware of that red flag later. Yeah. Um, because that emotion of experience of that stays with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm soaking it in. You're like, this is not how my brain works. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Which is why this is so good. <laughs> but that takes a lot of self-awareness to catch yourself when you're starting to be like, is this last year or this now? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's some trial and error. You mm-hmm. have to figure that out as you go. Mm-hmm. But that also goes to say, like, if you're friends with a four and they're making the effort to be like, hey, I'm, are we good? I'm sorry. Yeah. You're, you, you're in. Like, mm-hmm. You're in the four inner circle. You, mm-hmm. They take the walls down. So that's really valuable. Yeah. And you really just have to remember, like, if you're communicating with a four and there is conflict and you've had conflict before, or even if you haven't had conflict before, they are going to associate you with someone, not necessarily associate with someone else, but conflict with another person is going to come up. And so they're going to have some emotions that they're probably going to try and keep locked in. Yeah. Um, especially if they're in a healthy, because they're going to, they're going to want to just step away from those. Um, but it takes them a minute. Like just give them a minute. I think one of the hardest things for, for me, like, is that I, I wish people understood, at least understood fours in conflict, don't rush us. Yeah. Because the more uh-uh. you rush us, see, now now I, I switch from trying to understand you to you are the last priority on my list. Yep. Yeah. If you if I tell you I need a minute or, like, just, just give me a second to think of we're I don't think we're the number where it's like, oh, we'll just think about it and then we never call you back. I think... If, no, we think about it and then we... We do. But if you if you rush me that communicates to me that you're not respecting a boundary. Mm -hmm. And again, like now you've hurt me and you're disregarding a boundary. Now I really don't want to talk to you. But I think, I think rushing us is a big no, no. Yeah, for sure. And the other thing is nothing makes me more upset is when someone tells me to chill out. (laughs) Like (laughs) do not, if I am all up in my feels or I'm in conflict and I'm just like, I need to process through all the emotions. And they're like, well, you just need to chill out and like, just think about like it objectively. I'm like, Oh, you want me to chill? Like, are you kidding me? Um, it one makes me mad, but it also just kind of, to me seems like you don't see the value in the emotions that I'm feeling in the Mm -hmm. way that I feel in this. Um, And so that really upsets me because there's, I mean, there's really just times where I had a bad day at work or I am, had a weird conversation and I just need to work through those emotions and then I return and And I'm I'm back to normal. But if you tell me to chill, then I'm like, they think that I'm too dramatic. I'm not good enough for them. My emotions are too much. And then I just spiral. And now you're, and now that person is considered not safe. My dog is gone. I think, I think finding a safe space with fours is a really big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it's a big deal for everybody, but especially us. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> no, I get you. She's over here. We have found her. I think she's chewing on something. What Great. Um, okay, so switching gears a little bit, <laughs> what's quarantine been like for our fours? Um, I'm making a terrible face. <laughs> I, uh, the best, the best way that I could probably put it into words is it feels like growing pains uh-huh. <laughs> because I'm growing, but she's painful. Yes. <laughs> because yes. like, she's going through a growth spurt. like I'm, I'm grateful for like, like before quarantine Imani and I guess during quarantine, Amani. <laughs> mid quarantine, mid quarantine, Amani. I I've definitely taken a lot of adult steps that I'm very proud of, mm-hmm. um, and so I I kind of have to shift my perspective back to that because it's yeah. very easy for me to go in the depths of like this hurts so bad, <laughs> but also like okay like, but you've you've made so much progress and like so many adulting moves that I don't think ever would have happened before all of this. Uh-huh. But that's why I could probably explain. Growing. Yeah. growing Purple, things. but growing. I didn't. Okay, so I have a thing. I hate forced isolation. If I want to be by myself, it is my choice and my choice alone. Mm-hmm. But if everybody has plans and they're not with me, it's like <laughs> FOMO and I'm by myself and I'm sad. And because I'm a four, but I'm an extrovert um, or an ambivert. I do have times where I like to be by myself, but... Most of the time, I would rather be with people. Um, That's not yours. Oh, please do not eat my shoe. That's not yours. No. See, I think this is going to be the best podcast with all these random comments about our dogs. Yes. Um, so there are just times where I am like, I cannot be by myself. And I felt that not very often during quarantine, which was my main fear. Like, I was like, do I need to up my depression medication before mm-hmm. this happens um because i don't like being by myself mm-hmm. um i recall in april saying i feel like this is the healthiest i have felt because i have such an ability to i love filtering through my emotions but i also if there are specific emotions that i don't want to filter through i will just make myself busy mm. oh um, my gosh yes yes <laughs> which is where my three wing comes out real hard me too um <laughs> And so I'm like, I will make myself very busy and then I won't have to deal with this. Mm -hmm. Um, I will work like crazy. And so when my schedule just completely went to zero, um, I had to really work through some stuff that I was really struggling with. Um, And it was very healing. And I really, I mean, I didn't enjoy quarantine, but it was also really, it was growing pains. It was Mm -hmm. really good for me. Um, I don't think I necessarily have the best description of it because my summer has been terrible. Um, but up until like June, quarantine was pretty, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Like it wasn't something that I'm like, let's do it again. (laughs) Um, but it wasn't, I didn't hate it. Yeah. Um, and I think it really helped because this summer I'm, work in the education field, I was really worried about having the whole summer off because it's the first time since high school that I haven't been working at all times. Yeah. Um, and I think that just really prepared me to have like some activities to mm-hmm. do and like some things that I can like be creative with and like have some mental stimulation with besides just like laying in bed and watching TV mm-hmm. because that's what I do usually if I don't have any mental stimulation. Yeah. Also, random side note, but I find it really funny how we're both ambiverts, but you're more extroverted and I'm more introverted. Uh-huh. I think that's so cool. Yep. <laughs> Yay. What are we doing? 
eating my shoe. I don't think that's your size. That's not my. That's not your size. She's like, why'd you take that? Oh, I'm gonna go back for it here. So the opposite of taking is uh, giving. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, <laughs> ladies, do you like to give love? I like to give words of affirmation. I like to encourage. Mm-hmm. Um, I think something happened in the middle of quarantine where I became a gift giver. Yes, like girl. Meg will okay. tell you, I will like. Yeah, you, you show up with gifts. I show up with donuts. Uh-huh. I show up with like makeup products. Gifts. I show up with uh, water. I show up with coffee. I show up with. Um, yeah. Okay, seriously, these are great gifts. Oh, so my car like, broke down, and she wasn't even like I'm like my car was taken care of, and she was like, no, I'm still gonna come, and she showed up with Starbucks water, any wa- restaurant water, <sighs> my favorite, she and does restaurant water, a donut, my favorite, a blueberry donut. It was oh. the best. Well, I just think, like, everybody loves food. And oh, just, yeah. You know, like, it just makes them feel better. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think it's – see, it's so funny that recently I've been a gift giver because I'm. it's so hard for me to receive gifts. Yes. It's so hard for me to receive gifts. But I don't know. I just like giving people something tangible where it's like someone thought of you, you it's know. It's things they love. So yeah. it's like you're, you're, talk, you're talking, you're listening. Like you can tell. Yeah. This I think is what they love. I think that's what it is, is me trying to affirm like, hey, I heard when you liked this movie or this band or you. this drink or something like. I love that. I remember that. that. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually read a book a couple of years ago. I can't remember which book it was, but she talks about. Call, she calls she calls them heart drops mm. where people um just drop random bits of information in conversations that mean a lot to them mm. um and so like like Gabby loves pins Gabby will talk about a type of pin that she's looked for or that she's found that she really likes and give giving gifts isn't even really my love language but I'll still like maybe send her a pen or mm-hmm. like you were, ha- you were like having a really stressful day and you were like, yeah, I just really need a cup of coffee. So then the next day I was like, I'm going to send you $5. Yes. And, yes. but I still don't think that giving gifts is my love language. I really feel like just like quality time of like listening is how I, is how I give. Um, and it's quality really time. funny. Yeah. So quality time, but it's like, I'm I'm very intentionally listening. We're just slowly moving shoes away to the other side of the closet. We should bring a toy in here for her. Yes, we should. Um, I'm just always listening, and it's so funny. So anyone will, um, if they log into my contacts on my phone, there's a notes feature on your phone um, in your contacts, and I keep information about people, which sounds really oh. creepy. Um, but, like, for instance, I went to call my friend Morgan the other day and because I forget these things, but I want to remember them for like information later. And so I went to call him and I have written on there loves John Grisham books. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to boy. remember, I know what a boy. <laughs> um, but then I was like, Oh yeah, he does. And so then I like later I can be like, Hey, have you read the new John Grisham book? And so it's just like quality time. That's very intentional. Um, it's interesting. My um, so my grandparents and my uncle are all psychologists, and um, my uncle was telling me that with love languages, there's a difference between the love language that you receive, the love language you give, and also the love language you give to resolve conflict. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So like, yeah. it's not just like one way because like you can 
you know, like you can encourage people with words, but then like if you're trying to make amends, you can give like quality time. Yeah. Or something like that. Interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good Interesting. Point. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay, super interesting stuff. So let's talk about the reverse. How do you guys like to receive love? Megan. Uncomfortably. Uncomfortably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uncomfy when I receive love. Um, is that a four thing or is that an us thing? It's I don't. Just, I don't. I don't know. I guess we'll have to have other people weigh in good on that. Um, Please let us know. Although my other four friend really has trouble receiving love too. Maybe it is. Maybe it is a four thing. Um, I feel like it's like a thing because we don't find value in ourselves sometimes. Like we yeah. want the value, but we also don't see the value it's a lot hard of the to time. Accept it. So, this is really hilarious. My love language is acts of service and words of affirmation Mm-mm. um and quality time i'm kind of a three-way needy person and <laughs> needy person. i'm just super needy i'm just a super needy friend um i love that i love quality time and acts of service like nothing feels so good as like when someone knows that i'm really stressed out about work but i need to do something that's like cosmetic at work like i not cosmetic i need to like make copies or cut out things for a craft for my students or something and so someone is like hey give me the scissors I'll cut these out and I'm like mm, oh to make your day easier yes like nothing feels good that good but I also love words of affirmation but I struggle so hard to accept them mm. um like you could compliment me and I'm gonna go thank you (laughs) or I'm just gonna totally try and like deflect it like if you y'all y'all can anyone can attest to this like if you were like hey I really like your dress you're like oh it was just five dollars at Target yeah like I'm I'm just the downside yes I am like I'm like I can't it's not a good dress it looks awful yeah well (laughs) it's not even that like I'm just like I can't say thank you I like give you a fact about it like I can't same like I don't know how to respond so I'm like it's from Target or it has pockets or yeah or like if you tell me something that i did at work like you're like that was a great activity i'm like i bought it on teachers by teachers like i didn't make it i didn't i didn't do anything about it instead of just Um, you can't take the credit yeah i can't take the credit yeah um so it's really hard but i also that's got to be conflicting with a three wing it's very conflicting but i also like value the affirmation so much but i struggle to accept it yeah um and i think that's i don't know if that's just being a four or I also have really low self-esteem and mental health issues so could be all of the above I don't know I'm still working on it with my counselor the funniest thing I have a google form of how to accept compliments so yeah you're trying I compliment her and we'll be like put it on your I love complimenting Megan especially when she was like Mm -hmm. really emotional about so okay let's talk bridesmaid's dresses she was so worried about her bridesmaid's dress and the way it would look on her she put it on and it was stunning it was so flattering and she looked so good and I was like I freaking told you so yeah I mean I was worried about the way it was gonna look but I also had a cry about the number so that Which was we had a conversation thing. about. Yeah, there's a whole, oh, we'll get into oh. that another day too, but there's a That's whole, a whole thing about um, how they develop standard sizing for women. There's a whole history behind it. Oh, let's totally talk about that. We're, okay. I have to do a whole podcast episode I'm, I'm about not self-confidence kidding. and body I'm with, image. Okay, great. I'm with you though on the words of affirmation. I'm also words of affirmation girl, um, but I, my, my very close second is actually touch. 
which is why it's been hard in that's me physical like in relationships like like romantic relationships it's touch oh my gosh like the 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 biggest thing for me like if you say you're proud of me and if you give me a hug i'm good i'm good for like forever but yeah that is a thing and it's free (laughs) that is a thing is like i am perfectly comfortable with the dark emotions but I don't like to cry in front of people. Um, and I think that's because I like to be the stronger one. Um, and so people know that if you touch me and I'm on the verge of tears, I will break. And so people are like, I'm going to give you a hug. And I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Because I'm like, I don't want to break. And I will so quickly. Um, and so, yeah, I am very, it takes a lot, it, it has a lot of weight and it's like, I kind of feel that especially in, um, like stressful situations. Um, there are multiple times, like the one I can think of for instance. So I, I mean, don't work in the medical field anymore, but part of my degree was in the medical speech pathology world. And so I know a lot about the medical field. I'm comfortable in a hospital. And so there was one point where my dad just like had a scare and he was in the emergency room and my mom and my brother are freaking out. Mm. And I'm like, this is what we're doing. We're going to the emergency room. We're handling this. We're going to talk to this doctor, blah, blah, blah. Because in my head, I'm like, this is my emotional state all of the time that y'all are currently in. Welcome to my world. Right. Let me orient you. Welcome to the chaos. Yes. Welcome to the chaos <laughs> that is my head at all times. Um, and so when people get to that point, I am very calm because I'm like, mm-hmm. you're going to feel that. I feel that for you. I know those emotions, but I'm not going to freak out because you're going to freak out more if I'm freaking out. I think that's what makes us really good coworkers also. Yes. Because in like, like for me, I'm normally in like, for instance, um, like if I'm at like a when I used to do like fashion shows or if I used to go like a photo shooter, like even weddings, like when I go to weddings now, the bride is normally freaking out and normally like mother of the bride or, you know, some, someone is stressed out and it's like, I understand that you're stressed. Um, I am too. But the second I show you that I'm stressed, the ship is going down. Yes. So let me just like call me, like I can empathize, but also keep it pushing at the same time. Like, you're worried that you're going to look like a tree monster. You won't look like a tree monster. <laughs> Let's just keep our eyes closed so I can put this mascara on you. And yeah. then it's all going to be fine. But I think that makes us really good in the workplace. Yes. Externally, everyone else is freaking out. And we are usually the person that is freaking out. So when everyone else starts freaking know. out, you will never <laughs> know that we are freaking out. We'll probably be smiling. Oh, yeah. We're like, everything is great. Um, And, yeah, no, I see that all the time at work. Like, everyone, especially, like... I'm working in this remote learning world. Everyone is stressed. And everyone keeps asking me, are you really stressed? I'm like, no, everyone else is stressed. They also have no idea what they're doing. So I'm just chilling. Like, I'm just kind of hanging out because everyone else is in the same boat. So I'm letting them be stressed for me. And whenever they need something, whenever they tell me what to do, then I do it. Like, and so that is like the nice thing of like when people get to our emotional level, we're like, hello, welcome. Yeah. Let me be the calm person right now <laughs> because never any other time are we the calm person. Yeah. Yeah. This is very enlightening. Let me just say, um, okay. So this kind of goes into, you know, being a good coworker and everything like that. What are things that you, uh, wish everybody else knew about being a four? 
Well, I talked about the tell me, don't tell me to chill. Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah. I would also say, um, I think like a big, big thing is being gentle with the four goes a long way. Mm -hmm. Being gentle with us goes a really long way, whether it be in conflict or not in conflict or even like, you know, if it's hard for us to receive, you know, compliments or this, that and the other, if you do it in a gentle way, you know, like instead of like that, you know, like those shoes look awesome. Like if you were to say like, you look really pretty today. And just kind of, right? Like, oh, doesn't that change? Such a different compliment. It changes the whole... I find it so much easier to accept that. Well, and also, like, I think we we feel crazy because there's always so much going on that, like, I know for my boyfriend, probably one of the best things I like about him is because he's so gentle. Mm-hmm. And if there is a conflict or if I just vent things out or whatever, he just says, like, you're doing the best you can mm-hmm. in a really calm, gentle, low-toned, like... I'm not trying to give you advice, just being, mm-hmm. like, you're... Just, like, a like a gentle acceptance, pretty yeah. much. But being gentle with us goes a really long way. Yeah, and I, I can completely attest to that. I think the one, the one that comes to mind is when I graduated from grad school, I was freaking out for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was getting really snappy because I, when I start freaking out, you can't ask me questions. And my mom was asking all kinds of questions because that's my mother. Um, and the guy I was dating at the time just looked at me and he like leaned over and he was like, you did it. You did great. Mm-hmm. You're done. You don't need to freak out. And he was very calm and like was very quiet. And I instantly relaxed. Yeah. Um, and people like, cause it's a different version of telling me to chill out because mm-hmm. you're not like they are validating the feeling that I have and mm-hmm. they're just, they're reassociating it with something positive. They're not just like, Hey, you're too much. You need to chill out. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the greatest moments when I am having a freak out is like, or like my friend, um, Bethany, whenever I will freak out, she will just be like, stop it. This is what's happening. And I'm like, okay. Like that calming kind of like voice. And I think, I think, um, compassion is another buzzword for us. Yes. But I also think fours are really good at giving compassion Uh as well. Like being compassionate. I think we're the, I think we're the friend that gets it. Like most of the time, I think we're the friend in the circle where it's like, if you've run off and killed three people. We're the ones that are like, oh, they were driving you crazy in the back seat. I understand. Like, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> oh, you know, no. Like, there is. I, we're that friend. I literally, like, it takes me so long to, like, really have judgment on things. Because oh, I'm, yeah. I'm like, well, that makes sense. Like, and I give, like, I could, I could ignore so many red flags because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, this is probably how they feel. Right, like I think I think we empathize a lot. So where much. it's like, oh, if I was in your shoes, mm-hmm. I'd probably I'd do probably something do worse. Something which like I think this, is why yeah. we ask the same of other people for us. Yes, you know, like if we say like, again, because if we've already let you in and we're telling you something personal, like we're hoping that you'll accept it the way we would accept you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. But I think when I we don't get that reaction, we don't get us. that reaction. It is painful. Oh yeah. Like, there have been times where I've told people parts of my story and they have just responded in a negative way mm-hmm. and I cannot separate it because, mm-hmm. to me, it is something – because fours have a huge just cloud of shame that is always a feeling. Is that what it is? It's shame. <laughs> we are 
constantly shameful about things that oh we God, think don't me. fit into the puzzle. <laughs> no, like I feel constant shame about things where I'm like, that doesn't fit into the perfect puzzle that everyone else has. And so when I tell someone about that thing that I'm shameful with and they react negatively, I'm like, that I, confirms it. I, yeah, you have confirmed that I am not good enough mm. and it is so mm. hard to feel. Mm. And so while I am an open book, there's a lot of things that I keep super hidden because I do not want that feeling of just pure rejection. Yeah. And that's not people's intention. Like they just might yeah. not know how to react in that moment, but that initial judgment of it is so hard to separate from. Um, and yeah. I even had like another four, like a friend that's a four and he reacted negatively to something that I told him and I really struggled for a long time. And even still like I'm, mm-hmm. it instantly pops up in my head. Yeah. I think, I think something for fours, if you have any fours that are listening, uh, I yes. think an area that we can challenge ourselves is to continue trusting people that because like, you know. It, it seems so cliche, but it really is a hard thing for fours to apply mm-hmm. is just because one person hurt you doesn't mean the next person will. Yeah. Like, and I know we say that to each other, but for fours, that's a really hard concept to grasp because again, we've got that pain meter oh, yeah. of it's like, well, but it happens so many times, but it's like you, you, you separate someone from having the opportunity to be a blessing for you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people just want to show up and be the hero and you might be blocking that person's chance to be the hero because of something that that you associate with someone else. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're, you're hurting someone new for what someone old did. Oh yeah. I see that hardcore in my dating life. (laughs) Hardcore. That's going to be another podcast. That's a whole other podcast. (laughs) Whoops. T is for uh, boys or T is for trash. Take your pick. Yeah. T is for trash. Take yeah, T is for trash. That's what I – I like them. Well, let's go to that question next then. We'll do a little switcheroo. Um, advice that you have for people that love a four, are a four, I just think that's a great segue into that. I love my Ooh. fours. I feel like what I've learned from Megan is to just validate her. Just, okay. oh, just yeah. let her feel what she needs to feel and just listen. And when she calls me, answer. Yeah. And if I don't answer, I'll tell her why. Yeah, you always like if you if you don't answer, you're like, "Hey, I'm in Bible study," and I'm like, "Okay." Like, yeah, yeah. And if I really need, well, which is so funny because my friends know that if I call and they don't answer, and I need and I actually have an emergency, and they like give a reason of like they're in a, I'm there I'm in a meeting or something, I'm not gonna call again. Like mm-hmm. I'm not like I'm not like I'm gonna disturb you. And it's so funny. So we we're talking about when my car broke down. Um, I had called one of our other friends like two hours before this happened and she hadn't answered. Well, I hadn't called her again because I knew she was in a meeting and I didn't know how long her meeting went. And so she calls me a couple hours later and she goes, did your car break down two hours before you said it broke down and you had called me and I told you I was in a meeting and you just didn't call because you didn't want to disturb my meeting? And I was Mm. like, no, I called you for a different reason. She was like, are you lying to me? And I was like, no, I did not lie to you. I actually called you for something else. But, like, in there, my friends know that yeah. if they were, like, oh, I'm busy and I'm, like, in a car accident, I would be, like, oh, it's no big deal. I'm, it's, there's no I'll problem. You're just bleeding on the pavement. I'll figure it out. Yeah, I was totally okay. Yeah, like, I don't want to bother oh. people. Yeah. Um, we never want to be the Johnny Rain Cloud. Yes. I mean, yeah. I but we are because we have this dark <laughs> – we don't want to well, be the sad person, but we but have we the ability. The sad person. We are the sad person. Like Eeyore. I is think. Us. Oh, we're very much Eeyore. <laughs> I think we tell everybody that we're Tigger. We're so Eeyore, but I think 
<laughs> we're the nightmare before Christmas of Disney movies. Yeah. But <laughs> I think um, I think for someone who loves a four, um, just as much as it's important for us to be sad with you, it's, I'd almost say, equally if not more important for us to associate you with, like, mm. happiness. Yes. Happiness, and joy safety. and fun. Yeah. Like, we need... We need to associate you with fun. Like, there there are, you know, relationships where I've had where it's like, yeah, I can come to you in a crisis, but I can't celebrate with you. Oh, yeah. And I feel yes. like if I can't celebrate with you, like, I can't celebrate my wins with you. I can't celebrate, like, achieving my goals with you because you only see me as, like, the sad friend. Yes. And I, I need to celebrate with you, too. Like, yes. I think that's... Yeah. That's a big thing as well. Yeah. And okay, so I'm going to put that was not what I was going to talk about, but I'm going to touch on that. Um, I've had multiple friends where I am just the friend that you come to when you have problems. Yes. I have no other value except for the fact that I can help you with your problems. And I'm I'm great at listening. I'm a great I'm you fours are the great people to go to if you have problems, but you have to also include them in everything else mm-hmm. because if you just bring the problems, we feel all of your emotions. Mm-hmm. So if everyone's just coming to us with our problems, we just feel all of the negative energy and that is when it moves from melancholy to depressed because mm-hmm. we're just there's no positivity around us and we are so attuned to like the vibes quotation marks um that if there are no positive vibes anywhere i feel so rough um it's so rough so when you're stressed and you go to two that's like double time double time feel everything in the room so when you're already feeling everything in the room naturally that's yeah that is a black hole oh it is rough to be in this in the bad spot of being in Mm -hmm. two and i've done it so many times and <laughs> and I Thank will you, say Lily. too, like it, it it's like you you might think too that by going to us with your problems repeatedly, you might think that you're close to us, but we're just close to you. Uh-huh. Just because oh, you're close wow. to us a million times, you know, and like we know everything about your life, have you asked about ours? Like wow. that's that's a really big thing too, because like I know people. I don't know about you, Megan. Maybe this is just me and a petty side of me. <laughs> if you don't ask how I am, I'll never tell you. Oh, no. If you don't if you don't ask about my day, I won't say it. And also, you can't ask about my day like, "Hey, how was your day?" so that I will ask you about Ugh, how was your day. It's the not worst. it's not a checklist thing. <laughs> you have to genuinely like like if we run the risk of I've just told you about my day and then you go, like I I need to know that you're equally as invested in me, but I I know a lot of people where I know everything about them and they know nada about me. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. And I feel a little bit, so I'm a very external processor, and so I feel like people do know more about me because I am an external processor, Mm -hmm. but the people that I don't external process with, they know nothing about me. Like, Mm -hmm. they know what I do for work, and they know things that I say in public, Mm -hmm. but that's, that's it. Whenever I get the comments of, like, Amani, you smile all the time, I'm like, oh, you don't know me. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you don't. (laughs) Like, I'm glad that's how you think of me, but I'm like, we're not... You don't, you, eh, you, haven't, you haven't broken the wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this was a criticism thing that I got a couple of years ago and it stuck so hard with me for the longest time until I learned about the Enneagram and then I was like, other people do this. So a couple of years ago, I got the criticism of you talk too much about yourself. And I was like, I don't feel like I talk about myself at all. 
Mm. Like, I don't feel like I give any information. Well, then I met some other fours and noticed that they do the same thing. So then I started doing some research. Fours share shared experiences to emotionally connect. Yeah. Oh, I thought everybody did that. (laughs) No. I thought everybody did that. So in the times, like, if you're telling me, like, Laura, if you're like, I got this pair of shoes and they're too wide and I really love them, but they just don't fit very well. My response is not going to be, oh, I'm sorry. My response is going to be like this one time I got a pair of shoes that were too wide and I had to return them. This is such a weird example, (laughs) but I'm, that's me associating that feeling of like disappointment about the shoes with you. Like, I'm like, we have a shared experience Mm -hmm. about this. It's not me talking about myself. It's me showing you we've had the same emotion. Like, we're not alone. Yes. Like, you're not alone in feeling that emotion. Um, So, in heavier points, like, for instance, um, I recently had someone, like, I lost my grandmother very tragically a couple of weeks ago. Two weeks later, another person lost their grandmother this exact same way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... It was very comfortable. It was uncomfortable because it was grief, but it was very comfortable for me to be like, this was my experience. I literally feel the exact same way as you. Um, And other people don't do that. They just say, I'm sorry. And they're just like, well, what are you going to do about it? I'm like, here's this shared emotion. And so it's not like if if you're talking to a four and they're talking about themselves, it's not them talking about themselves. It's showing hey, I know exactly how you feel. It's trying to connect with you. Yes. And the person, like, when I was told that, it hurt so bad because I was like, I don't feel like I talk about myself at all. Um, Like, I really try not to. And then I tried for weeks to not say, like, I. Like, to not share experiences. And it's so unnatural. And then I had this whole period of, like, worrying that I was selfish and I was just self-centered. And I don't feel I that, that way. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't feel that way because I feel like I am so out of myself. Like, I, de- I am devoted to so many other people. Like, I ignore myself half the time. Um, like, I feel all my feelings, but I'm ignoring everything else. And so, yeah, if you have a forefriend and they're sharing experiences while you are talking through something that's not them just trying to deflect and talk about themselves it's not them being self-centered it's them showing hey I've had the same feelings because we look for the same thing like we don't want to feel like the crazy person so we don't want you to feel like the crazy yes person. yeah we yes. share the crazy welcome to the chaos welcome to the chaos <laughs> yes. of course welcome to the chaos welcome to the chaos yes that is our mind is spaghetti it's literally spaghetti I wow. prefer fettuccine, but okay. spaghetti the works. cheesy is good. <laughs> it's just like they always talk about like the like women are spaghetti and men are waffles thing, and I'm like the mm. fours are like an extra large plate of that. We're like a plate of lasagna. Yeah, it's just <laughs> a lot. Like it's like you just took multiple meals and you just put them all together, and you were like, "Let's do it." And here's, just your the chef. here's your brain. Here's your brain. Serve you. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> our last question is going to be uncomfortable. Oh, God. What is your favorite thing about yourself being a four? I knew you were going to ask this question, and I still don't know how to answer it. That's why I'm asking it. I can take it if you You, you go. If you I'll, I'll think Let's on go it. Let's go. Give you some time to process. Yeah, let me think on what that. What you got? Um, I think I like, uh, again, I like that being a four, I think I'm proud of how genuine we are. I'm proud of how... Um, Again, uh, how much we show empathy mm-hmm. towards other people. I think that's a really good thing. And I also just, 
I, I like that we kind of have that tendency to try to figure ourselves out because then when I know myself better, I'm able to communicate it to you, you know, like, um, and so like if I'm upset or if I'm moody or this, that, and the other, I can tell you down to the minute that it happened, this is why I'm moody. It's not you. Give me a second. And then I'm able to kind of like love my people a little bit more. Like, you know, cause if someone's like, did I say something like, I promise it's not you, but I can, I feel like there's a lot of clarity that can come with that. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 pretty proud of proud of those things. Good things to and be we're proud creative. of. Yeah. We are. Amani's really creative. Oh, you do. Amani's. Oh no. But we fours are really creative. Um, it's so funny listening to like panel four podcasts because it's like. It's always really funny. They always bring someone that's not an artist, but most of them are. And then you got someone that like works in the you got someone that works in the corporate world, and they're like, um, "I do math." And it's like, "Where'd you come from?" Like, it's so funny. Um, okay, I think my favorite thing is it is very easy for me to be vulnerable and authentic. Um, plug for the first episode of this podcast, A for Authenticity. It's a goodie. Um, but I also have just a, I hate complimenting myself. Um. Well, pretend you're complimenting another four. Yeah, okay. Um, (laughs) All fours. All fours. Um, I, I love that I am able to sit in vulnerability with other people and listen and not feel uncomfortable Mm. um it is like so honoring when someone calls me and is like I'm struggling with something um because like I said I don't want to just know your problems I want to know your celebrations and so it's amazing when you call and you're like I'm struggling with something and then you call back and you're like let's celebrate this yes um that is so fun um, that is my favorite part when people like I get to see them through the entire spectrum of the emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so rewarding to have like a tangible thing that I have helped with. Um, yeah, I think that ability to just see the emotions through with other people. I love that. We love fours, and if you don't, you're wrong. <laughs> um, well, thank you both so much. This has been a very, I mean, I didn't thank have to you. say a word, and it was so great. Oh, what did you expect? I have been talking all day, so it felt really good to I mean, not talk. with the fives, you're literally going to be talking, and they're going to oh be like, Oh my gosh, um, especially my... if it's my fiance. He's going to be like, here's I don't three... know anything. Here's three words. <laughs> okay, I'm done. It's going to be like, seriously, Laura, you really did that. that. This episode's going to be like four hours. That episode's going to be 20 minutes. Do we all have five, like, men? Wait, oh, yeah. is Mark a five? Mark's a five. He's oh, a we five, need to do Capricorn. a panel of five <laughs> men. I'm not kidding. That would be interesting. We're going to get Mark I and will. Alex. And Alex. I'll call. Yeah. Hey, babe, what's up? Seriously, tell him. Uh, <laughs> Mark and Mark. We'll all come over after the guys are done, you know, not yeah. talking. Then we'll go talk enough for everybody. Yeah. Um, okay, so, Amani, where can we find you on social media? Oh, thanks. Um, I have. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, if you want to just say hi to, like, me um, on Instagram, I'm Imani underscore white. Really easy. Um, if you want to see my artistry we and do. my makeup and, we like, do. If you want to come see me for a facial, see me for some la 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 lashes, you know, whatever you want to do, um, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Imani White Artistry. Love it. Go follow 
right now. And Megan, I've put your stuff in every single awesome. Uh, yeah, bio. Come so. hang out at the Monday Company. Thanks, Monday guys. Company. Monday Co. Even Monday though it's company. Friday, when even we're though recording. it's Friday, it's fine. Monday, Monday is it's for every day. Monday Co. <laughs> Love. I, you're writing my jingle. I will. Perfect. I got a ukulele. Yes. We can make yes. a jingle. I'll pull like, up never shout never. Ukulele recorder. Oh my god. It's okay. <laughs> Y'all, we we're ending. Need, this we're gonna now. do an entire episode of podcast of. Laura playing the recorder because yep. I have so many recordings of her doing it in college. And then I'm going to come out of the woodwork singing Father Abraham. Thank God. Okay, let's do it because that was my thing in college. God. Okay. Yeah, cool. That's it. So we're going to go record our mixtape. See you guys at midnight. When I'm going to go eat some margarita. I can You're going to eat margaritas. I'm going to eat the glass. I'm going <laughs> to eat oh, some ouch. Inch- enchiladas. Megan is done. Yeah. <laughs> Megan's already <laughs> intoxicated. Dear God. <laughs> so blessed to know Enneagram 4s and if you know 4s too I really hope you feel the same because they just always know what to say I barely had to talk during this episode because they just they just knew they just had exactly what they wanted to say neither of them practiced this they literally just knew and I love that about them 4s are so kind and they are just the best best people to have as your close friends because they truly care for you and want to help you so let's make sure that we're filling the cup of our Enneagram 4s right back because they're not going to ask you for it but they need that so let's make sure that us as their friends and loved ones are doing that for them that is my challenge to all of you this week and next week it is time for the Enneagram 5s and I can't believe we're already at the 5 that is crazy we're almost done with our series and our five is none other than my fiance alex keeper and i can't wait for you guys to meet him he is very excited about the episode don't let him lie to you but that's all i've got for you guys this week in the meantime make sure to subscribe and follow us on instagram at p for podcast and megan at the monday co underscore and we'll be sure to link amani's social media information as well so you can check her out Thank you guys so much and have a great rest of your week.